0: Hello, my fellow Ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti financial advisor. Hey, welcome to our show that's for you and about you. Those of you that work so hard for your money, and you're now ready for your money to work working harder for you today. You want that freedom and cash flow now, not 30 or 40 years from, from today, but right now, so you can live that life that you love with those you love. But most importantly, it's not just about being rich. It's about living a rich life because as you're blessed financially, you have a greater ability to bless lives of those around you and guys that's exactly what i feel called here to do today and i appreciate you allowing me to to really give you and create a ripple effect through your life through the things that we teach here today again thank you for binging sharing and tuning in if you haven't done so already be sure to go to the chris miles the money ripples with chris miles page and subscribe today because we've got lots of great bonus videos beyond just this podcast so check that out hey guys have you wanted to invest in real estate how would it be if you could do that with just $100 and get good, consistent returns? Well, that's exactly what our friends at Pre-REO does, where they buy these properties in bulk and at discount, be able to turn around and sell them or and or rent them to create profits. And they do this in the crowdsourcing, all your monies together. And as a result, pay you a consistent 7% return on your money paid monthly. And on top of that, guys, you even get some liquidity options too. So even though you can have your money in there for years, you are allowed to be able to access that money sooner if you needed to. So if you're interested in being able to invest in real estate with just $100 or more, whether you're accredited or not, go ahead and reach out to our friends at www.prereo.com forward slash money ripples. That's prereo.com forward slash money ripples. Check them out. So today, guys, I I really want to go into something that is a bigger topic than I can, can cover in just one little podcast. Uh, Many people, of course, have heard the name Warren Buffett. He's at at any given time, one of the wealthiest men in the world, if not the wealthiest right now, he's not, but man, what an amazing track record this guy has had. Now say whatever you want to say about Buffett. Um, The the truth is that when it comes to investing, he's a pretty wise guy. He's been through it all. Uh, Those of us that are half his age and I am literally about half his age. uh, For those of us that are in this, this category, sometimes we might think we know better than the guy that's been around the block. Um, it's no, no mystery that him and Charlie Munger hate Bitcoin and crypto stuff, right? Um, not a popular thing to say at this time. They've been very controversial about many of the things they've said because they like to stay in that lane where they stay the course. But you can't argue that uh, despite anybody who says that this is better, that is better, these guys have consistently over decades made more money than just about anybody. In fact, the truth is, look at their wealth. They are the richest investors out there. And so I want to talk about one specific point that really can tie in to you as an investor. Because the truth is, you're no Warren Buffett, nor do you need to be a Warren Buffett. And I'm going to dispel some myths about how Warren Buffett invests that you may not realize. uh, Because many people, especially in the financial advising world, will tell you that Warren Buffett invests just like them. And the truth is, he does not. So let's talk about this here. And I'm actually going to go to an article uh, that he has posted here. Um, this one is, uh, you know, called why Warren Buffett has never made a decision based on an economic prediction. Now, about a month ago, every year, he has a shareholder meeting where everybody wants to know what the Oracle of Omaha is going to say, right? They want to know what, what magic words come out of his mouth. Well, Sam Rowe did an article on him talking about that. So I'm going to go ahead and share that here really quick. All right. So, Here's here's what it says. I'm going to kind of read this and paraphrase. You can look it up yourself, of course. Um, It says, you'd think that a big-time investor with exposure to lots of industries would pay close attention to what economists say. Not billionaire investing legend Warren Buffett, at least that's what he tells people. We think any company that has an an economist has one employee too many, is what Buffett said. So any company who thinks that has an economist has one too many employees. Um, He says one of the reasons he doesn't bank on what they say is that they end up just being wrong most of the time, Um, you you know, and they give some examples of how people have been wrong. Um, He says, you know, when they said, Hey, so you don't pay much attention to the dismal scientist," then. Uh, And then he said, well, I pay none as a guideline to doing anything. Well, why, why is this? So he goes deeper into this and I want you to really pay attention because this is not, despite what you might think, where I'm going with this article, this is not the main point I'm, I'm hitting here. There's really good things to glean from this, but there's one particular point that he makes that really hits the heart of what you should know as an investor. So he says, something different happens all the time. And that's one reason, reason economic predictions just don't enter into our decisions. Charlie Munger, my partner, and I, in 54 years now, never made a decision based on an economic prediction. We make business predictions about what individual businesses will do over time, and we compare that to what we had to pay for them. In other words, they look at the businesses that they're investing in, and they want to see, really, are they a good value? Can they buy them at a good price? But we have never said yes to something because we thought the economy was going to do well in the next year or two. So here's the key thing. I won't, let me just pause here. One, one myth that people think is that, that Warren Buffett invests in stocks that is false yes he does buy shares of companies but he does not invest in in trading stocks or buying mutual funds he doesn't do any of this what he does he buys big controlling shares in companies he buys controlling interest in these companies to the point where he can go on their board of directors he can even bring his team in to ensure that he protects his investment let me ask you the last time you put your money in a 401k or an ira or any kind of mutual fund or stock for that matter. Did they ask you for your opinion about how the company should be run? Of course not. Do you have any control at all about how to make that company better? No, you do not. That's the point here. So uh, I want to get back to this now. Um, he also says that uh, you know, he doesn't worry about the next year or two because he buys into businesses that he knows do well. This is getting to the point of what I'm trying to make here. He says, there's so many variables. I mean, in the hard sciences, you know that if an apple falls from a tree, that it isn't going to change over the centuries because of anything or political developments or 400 other variables that go in. But when you get into economics, there are so many variables. And the truth is, you've got to expect good times and bad times in business. And they go on to talk about how he's you know, been a great strategist. You know, he's done great things. Here's what I want you to get out of this right here. Uh, this These next two sentences, this is the point of this podcast I want you to walk away with. If you've got nothing else, this is key, even if you invest outside of the stock market. This is, applies to investing everywhere, including alternative investments like we talk about here. He says, and so you'll often hear him expounding the merits of seeking out great businesses with great managers. Because great businesses with great managers will be able to succeed during difficult times, just as they would during good times. And he talked about how COVID-19, some companies still, still profited, even with inflation surging, companies are still profiting. And so he's not really worrying about how does this all work out? You know, it, the truth is, and he, here's what he said, he says, we're going to have good years, bad years, in between years, and maybe a disastrous year some year. We care a lot about the price. We do not care about the next 12 months. So again, he has this long-term thinking But I want to go back to the very thing that he just alluded to, which is this, is that he's not investing just into a stock. He's not just looking at a stock price. He's looking at who are well-managed businesses, who's the team, who are the people involved, how do they run their business, and if they do a good job. If they do a great job, there is something that he'll look at. Uh, there's another quote that I've, I've heard uh, people talk about when they've done interviews with him where he says that he usually within a few minutes will know whether it's a good opportunity or not. He can usually tell pretty quickly if that's the opportunity for him to dive deeper into and then he'll spend more time going into it. Um, I'm not going to talk about diversification. I'm going to save that for next week, which is almost like a part two to this. But uh, diversification is a really interesting one too that he actually goes against the grain of what's always been taught in conventional financial advice. But the, here's the big thing is that he looks for great businesses with great managers. He looks for the people. Remember that when you invest in investments, the deal itself, all the deals kind of look the same, right? You look at pro forma of an apartment deal, and they look like they just Xerox copied everybody else's pro formas, right? They all look kind of basically the same, the same format. They all have the same basic returns. They might have like a 15 to 18% IRR sometimes maybe more than 20% internal rate of return, right? And all these kind of things going on. But the key is, is that it's not about the investment or the opportunity itself. This is where most people get duped and why they end up gambling with their money and losing money. It's about who you're investing with. Who is more important than what? Because so many people get caught up in the what, what deal is it? But the person behind it is really going to, it's going to determine about you getting paid or not. Now, it may not be the sexiest return in the world. They might pay you a pretty conservative return. And by the way, when I talk about conservative returns, I mean low double digits. I mean like 10, 12%. But what you should be considering is this one point. More important than getting return on my money, I want a return of my money. Let me repeat that. Instead of getting return on my money, I want a return of my money. I want the money to come back to me. I want to make sure that my principal is protected, that my investment is protected, that I'm going to get my money back regardless. I would much rather, if something went wrong, I would much rather get all my money back, 100% of my money back, than trying to fight and, and you know battle to get that whatever interest. The return of your money is so much more important because even somebody said they promised you a 50 or 100% rate of return, if you knew there was a good chance you would lose all of it, but you really want to do that investment. Now, some of you might have that gambler mentality and say, I'm going for it, right? Because, hey, you got to take high risk, create high returns. Just so you understand, real investors do not consider that a truth. They do not look at high risk, creating high returns. They look at ways to mitigate and lower the risk as low as they can so that they can get the high returns and make sure that they protect their investment. That is what true investors do. Gamblers say high risk create high returns. If you ever hear somebody that you're trying to invest with say, "Hey, you know, it takes high risk to create high returns," run away, run far, far away. Those people are gamblers, and they will lose your money. If not today, it'll be tomorrow. You need to invest with people that. Understand that lower risk is what creates the best returns. Lower managed risk doesn't mean it's risk-free, but managing that risk, get it as low as possible is what allows those people to become multimillionaires or even billionaires. That is how you become wealthy. That is how you create true financial freedom, not by gambling your money in whatever seems hot in the moment. By the way, if it's hot, it's probably not. If you hear about something being hot, that's the point where it's probably not going to be hot anymore, and you could easily lose your money. You want to make sure you go in places that aren't that way. So let me give you an example. Um, I'll give you one good one, one bad one. Uh, Start with the bad one. Several years back during the last recession, um, money was tight for me, but I did want to make a return on my money, and I I could get together some money if I wanted to do an investment. Well, I had one person come in. She was a friend of mine. And uh, they, were, they were not new to the investment world per se. And she came to me, she says, Chris, I need to borrow $10,000 because I'm going to run for a pageant and I'm gonna join this business group to you know, educate myself, to help become a better, better business owner. And I love it when people invest in themselves and I love the idea about it. So I said, great, well, all right, well, tell me more. She said, well, it's $10,000 and I will pay you 1.5% a month or 18% a year. I said, well, this is cool. I don't mind 18% a year, but give me more. I got to know that, again, I want a return of my money, not just return on my money. And I said, well, what kind of guarantees do I have? She said, well, I'll keep paying you interest. Okay, so 150 bucks a month for my 10000 that's fine and all. Um, but you know, at some point, are you going to pay me all my $10,000 back? And she was dumbfounded by the question. She said, um, well, yeah, yeah, we could put something like that in writing. It it, it boggled my mind that she was asked for $10,000 and would just want to pay me interest only, but never considered about when to pay back my principal, you know, that maybe I wouldn't want to be in it forever. (laughs) And obviously, she's not going to be doing the pageant forever, and she's not going to be, you know, doing that, that education forever. I want to get paid back, you know, if worst case, pay me principal and interest, not just interest only. And she said, oh, we can put that in there. So I have my first red flag. And because of that, I said, okay, you know what? I really don't know about your personal financial situation. Um, the best way I can protect my own investment is knowing your finances, knowing where you are. Um, would you be willing to be a client of mine, be a one-on-one client so that I can, one, not just hold you accountable, but two, even help you improve your finances so that I protect my investment that even if something goes wrong over here, I can still get my money back. And I said, I said, and you would need to pay for it. And she said, I can't do that. I'm not going to do that. I said, then I can't invest with you. And so she walked out. She was pretty upset, uh, unfriended me on Facebook. Mm. Just kidding. I don't care. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, she unfriended me from Facebook. Well, guess what? One year later, I find out they file for bankruptcy. My, my money would have been gone had I done that deal. Now that might seem easier, but there's others too. Uh, there's there's times that people will talk about you know paying great returns and they might be completely uh, they might look completely legit they might even have an actual office you could walk into go sit down at a desk see their deal but the real question is is how do they perform under pressure this is the real thing you want to look at for example during the last recession were they investing back then Have they gone through a full economic cycle where they've been through that recession or at least towards the middle of that recession and they're here today? This means that you probably want to look for people that are operators. And I'm talking about like syndications or anytime you're putting money with people, I want to make sure they've been through at least 10, 12 plus years of investing. Now, if they haven't done that, you have to kind of, they, they could be great people, right? And it doesn't mean that their deals are going to go south, but it does add an element of risk that, hey, they may or may not pay back because the true test of character happens under stress. When someone's under fire, when things are, people are being threatened, especially when they go into scarcity, their true scarcity character comes out. The real question is how do you perform under, in, under scarcity, right? How do you come back? And I know because it's tough. You know, I had an example where I had personal loans out during the last recession. I couldn't pay those back immediately. I had a hard time. I was in collections with everything else, I couldn't pay the people that were closest to me back very easily. In fact, I kind of put them off for several years. I said, listen, I, I can't pay you back. I'm barely trying to make ends meet right now, I'm trying to get back to zero where I was negative a million. I was trying to get back and they were part of that negative million. Well, time, time, as time went on, I was eventually able to pay them back. You know, Now, I didn't pay them the full interest. You know, I pay them some interest along the way here and there, but eventually I just said, hey, I just need to pay you your principal just so you can get your money quicker. And they were okay with that. You know, I I made sure I asked them, are you okay with this? Um, And that was, it was a tough time, but man, my integrity felt good to pay them back. I could have made every excuse not to, but I did, I wanted to make sure that they were honored there, you know? So I paid back people that were family members or friends that I borrowed money from. And, and that takes me back to other investors I know, you know, for example, I have one, you know, we have this vetted Network of people in our group. We have over 20 people that we vetted. Doesn't mean it's guaranteed. Doesn't mean that they wouldn't eventually violate their own principles. But we try to vet people that have had a great track record and ideally have been investing for at least the last decade plus. Uh, you know, give you an example. We have one guy that does apartment syndications, does not pay the highest return. Now, he does pay a 12% overall return. Uh, usually within three to four years, you get that 12% average return. But here's the thing is that uh, The thing I like about him is that for the last 20 years, he's been through multiple recessions. He went through Y2K. He was investing then. He even invested during the last recession and even during COVID, he still honored his payments. He still paid people as agreed upon. That's huge because, again, when you're under that kind of stress and that kind of scarcity, it's easy to justify just backing out and giving in and giving up. They didn't give up. They kept going. It also gives credit to the fact that they they do really good work. They make sure they they do the fundamentals. They look at those deals scrupulously. Right now in the apartment space, apartment investing space, there are so many people out there. It's so competitive that the good investors right now, the good operators that you would want to put money with are being very, very, very picky. They're rejecting most everything that they see because they realize the numbers are too rich in case... They get, come under stress in case something happens economically, something happens in the market. Again, Warren Buffett doesn't try to predict the markets because he really can't. So you have to go with people that are good managers that try to stress test their numbers. That's that's huge. So when you do that, it works great. We have another guy. He's a short-term money lender. Usually borrows money for only three to six months, pays you back. pays about 11% interest on that. 20 years plus, he's paid it. Now, he even told me right up front, he said, Chris, I haven't always paid the full interest. There were times that we had some deals that were rough, especially during the last recession, where I at least paid them their money back, maybe a few percent. I didn't pay the full interest. I just couldn't. But I made sure I paid everybody back their principal. To me, that means more than anything. I don't care all the bright, shiny things they talk about, promises or returns. That to me meant more than anything he could have talked about with his deals. Notice I didn't talk about their deals per se as much specifically because it doesn't matter. What's really, truly important. Now, okay, deals matter to a degree, but it's a smaller degree versus who is the person. All the deals sound great, but is the person you're investing with truly good? Are they the ones that actually are actually going to do it and do it well? And I'm telling you, there are a lot of people out there even doing podcasts today that have only been around since like 2017, 2018, doing these deals. Yet people are throwing money at them because they like them. And that's fine if you like them, but you've got to know who they are. And it's best to know how they responded during times of stress when things weren't going their way how did they respond so i invite you to be like warren buffett i invite you to actually invest not in the investments itself but in the investor in the operators the people that are doing the deals you look at that first and foremost and get to know them and their deals and you'll realize that it's not just about a return on your money it's return of your money and you'll get a return on your money, too, and that is the true way to wealth. Everybody, making a wonderful and prosperous week. We'll see you later. Hey! Visit us online at moneyripples.com for more resources to help you fix money leaks and get your money working harder for you now. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring: a laundry? Ooh, a book club!